Hallelujah. So I was checking the time. Good. Okay. Now, as I said, last week, I last, it's last week. It feels like uh, weeks ago, but it's only last week. Last week, I touched on the topic, coal into diamonds. And it was focusing mostly on those who are still waiting because I understand the pressures. I've been there. I've uh, confessed and not denied, as uh, Pastor <laughs> Danny would say, my frustrations when I was waiting and took things into my own hands uh, and uh, the cost, uh, the scars, etc., are still there. I'm just trying to save you from a few scars that you don't have to go through. Now, what I talked about was, uh, because it's not separate, so you need to watch uh, the previous uh, whole service. And I was talking about coal to diamonds. And those who are not here, weren't there, I'll explain very briefly. Basically, coal, coal is uh, dead, dead wood that's been pressed under enormous pressure and enormous heat that the coal atoms, that the carbon atoms in the coal, under enormous pressure and enormous heat, they start to change their structure and change into lattice. And over, the scientists say, the natural diamonds under pressure of between one to three billion years, uh, diamonds are formed. And the diamonds are, 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 if you looked at coal and you looked at diamonds, you would say they have nothing what to do with each other. But in actual fact, they're the same substance, but the difference is one has been under enormous pressure and enormous heat in order to form on diamonds. And the, and the key thing there, diamonds have intrinsic value, but... You can have an uncut diamond and it looks like glass. It takes somebody who, is, who knows about diamonds to be able to look at an uncut diamond and say, wow, I can cut this diamond in such a way and this would be worth thousands or, or hundreds of thousands. So a, a, a jeweler looks at a diamond, an uncut diamond, and can see potential enormous potential because they know what they're doing and what I'm saying is that in order for uh, those who are waiting those who have their partners or those who have their partners to be and going to be there we've been praying we have the adults have been praying uh, some of you we've been praying since you were children some we are struggling, maybe the parents were having difficulty in giving birth, and we've come and we've prayed and we've seen you, so we've invested in you from the, from the birth, and we've seen you grow, and we prayed for you as you went through school, nursery school, we've prayed, and when it came to uh, your university, we prayed. So I just want to just recap that carbon atoms are the same carbon atoms that form diamonds but the diamonds are generated under between 900 to 1300 degrees c in order to produce this very very valuable thing but again you don't as i mentioned very briefly you don't look for diamonds 
if you are engaged and your intended says, I'm going to buy you an engagement ring, and he took you to the local dump and say, somewhere in there is probably a valuable ring. Let's go look for the dump. You'd be saying, what kind of person am I even thinking about? Because you don't look for diamonds, jewelry in a rubbish dump. You look for diamonds and jewelry in a jewelry shop. So what, and I, I, I'll say it again because it was worth saying because I wanted to, uh, again, um, going through a period of having to turn over tables and uh, challenging things that people are saying in order to take away your faith in God. And I said, and I wanted to uh, emphasize what I heard people say. Now, the people of the world, and it's seeping into Christian thinking, is that they say, even if you have a man that treats you very badly sometimes, hold on to him because all of the good men have been taken. As I say, that is an absolute, complete lie because they're looking in dumps. I like to, I'll have to be blunt because sometimes when you're dealing with young people, the euphemisms get uh, filtered out. It's a lie because if you are going to a party and you're boogieing and what have you and hoping to find this, this special man or woman, they're coming to the party to boogie but may not have the same intentions you are. They're looking for... Uh, a girl, I, I understood, I didn't understand this uh, until someone told me that if you are a size, say, say, size 12, the girls will fit into a size 10 in order that every shape and everything is on show. I see some people are smiling and uh, some people go, what? The men, they'll put on all the cologne and everything and perhaps go to the gym before to pump up some muscles and look good, etc. They are not looking for a life partner. They are looking for, the, the, the men are looking for someone to boogie with, a boogie partner, let's put it that way, that's a nice way of putting it. So if you are looking for somebody who has character, and that's the other thing, I love what Pastor Manassi said. You, no matter how, for the men, your six-pack, they, when they, they brush you, they, they, they feel if they bump into a wall, boof, muscles, bulging all over. And the girl's going, oh my goodness me. His six-packs, muscles, etc. Isn't he the most attractive thing or whatever? If you are looking and marrying on the basis of his physical being, I assure you, I assure you, you will not remember his muscles, his, his cologne. In fact, the cologne that he uses, you will begin to think, it, it makes, you, makes you feel more on a vomit. What has happened is because the character is who you will be living with. As, as, as you get older, your six-pack becomes one-pack. <laughs> 
Okay? The, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the fine-looking woman in all shapes, and you're thinking, when she passes, you go, glory, hallelujah. After a while, when she's had children, and gravity and all the rest of it, everything begins to move south. I have to come to reality because sometimes all this, it needs to be so, but your, the character is the person you're going to be living with every day. Have you not noticed that some of the so-called, as the world say, the most beautiful women in the world have been married three, four times? And, yeah, and some are complaining, why doesn't anybody, I can't get a date. Let me deal with the ones who've been married four or five. It's not necessarily their fault. Let me, there's two reasons. One is, the very beautiful women who haven't built up character, they've never had to do anything because they can always say, if I want a man, I just do that. And, they, and ten will be coming and thinking, mm, I'll have number six. So they don't have any problems in getting partners. But then, what, Elizabeth Taylor, some of you are too old for that, but Elizabeth Taylor, I think she was on her seventh or something other before she died. I think she died this year? I don't even know. Yeah. Now, she was classed as the most beautiful woman in the world. And part of the reason is that when you haven't built up character and all that you have is your beauty, the man who's living is saying, Boy, you are beautiful, but the beauty does only skin deep. Inside, you're basically ugly. You are horrible. You don't, you know, you are having, you have not developed anything other than, well, I'm the most beautiful person in the world, so you ought to do this, you ought to do that. And after the while, the same man that has this, is everyone saying, wow, you, what's it like to be with, and the audience saying, hmm. The character is who you're going to be living with. Now, I'm not going to the other extreme to say uh, attractiveness is not important. Because the God that we serve is the God that, if, if he wasn't that, he would give us the same coloring as, in, not insects, of birds. No, insects. I think it's insects. I'm not sure. Anyway, some animals only see in black and white and gray. So if he, if he wasn't interested in showing his beauty and his great, he wouldn't, he was simply giving us gray. But we see the beauty, we see the colors, we see everything. And some of the women like to, to match and change and do everything. <laughs> yes. And even, even when Ezekiel, when Zeke, God was using Ezekiel as an example to Israel, I noticed what he said. He said, I am going to take away the delight of your eyes, but do not grieve for her, because that is how I want Israel to understand. So the prophet Ezekiel, I love that, what God says, I'm going to take away, and that's a tough one, that it was essentially saying, I'm going to take away the one that you love. When you look at her, you just, glory to God. And that's what I, uh, as you heard, you've heard me a thousand times. I am interested in my young people getting married and in their 20th, 30th, 40th year 
still waking up and saying, God, I praise you. I thank you for my, my husband. I thank you for my wife. I thank you. That is why I am passionate. That is why I'm pouring into it. Because I won't be around. I mean, I'm, the exit door for me is closer than many of you. So I'm, I, I am leaving an inheritance. So I won't be around. Hopefully I'm not around for 13, 40 years. We have an agreement with God, but that's another story. But what I'm trying to say is that, what I'm trying to say is that, I want, and that's why I'm being very blunt, and the, anyone who's been through my counsel, etc., know, first of all, I say Bible-based. I acknowledge con culture. Everybody has a culture, not denying, and where the, what the Bible-based and where the culture and the Bible come together, praise God. But where the Bible and culture is in conflict. That's where I've said very clearly, you have to make the choice. You know what God has said about this. You have to, and it might mean upsetting people. But I'm sorry, I'm pointing to you, this is how you can ensure that God is blessing your marriage and that you, 20, 30 years from now, you can still be praising God. As I've said to those I've counseled, Look at your aunties. Look at your mothers. Look at your fathers. You don't even have to ask. Just listen. Are they happy? Are they happy in whatever cultural traditions they're following? If they're not, that is you in 10, 15, 20 years' time. Is that where you want to go? And if it's not, stick to what the Bible says. Honor those things that you can honor because the biblical but do not, because you're satisfying somebody's desire for you to fall into the same trap they have, so they can repeat and repeat and repeat. See, I'm trying to keep away from this. This is from another type of the parents. But anyway, okay. All right. Now, let me be brief. So, part of the reason could be for your delay is that, oh, I didn't finish off the two reasons why beautiful women. We talked about the ones that are effectively shallow. Let's call it what it is, shallow. And then you get the other, where it is not, it is not her fault. It's that the men, all they see is the beauty. And they have, they see this woman as a, 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 almost a trinket so they may be rich they may have everything and all they need now is a beautiful woman to uh, uh, be on their arm and everyone's going wow he's a trophy he's 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 rich he's got now he's got now he's got this beautiful woman now he doesn't love her because in five ten years later the beauty starts to fade and he's thinking Boy, 10 years ago, you made me look good. Now you just make me look ordinary. I need to change my model and start to look for somebody else. See, men, in terms of physically, they have confidence. Long as they have money. There's a, there's a few uh, people, I'm online, and I don't want to be sued by a millionaire because I mentioned his name, but there are some, when you look at them, you're thinking, Man, you're ugly. 
basically you're ugly and you're in your 60s and 70s and with a woman who is taller than him and in their 30s and I'm saying I wonder what made her attractive to this ugly small man I wonder if it has anything to do with her, his money so men they don't have I mean when he looks in the mirror he's probably thinking I still got it and he looks at his wife you think I still got it <laughs> As I say, I won't make any names. I don't want to be sued. <laughs> sued. So men, so what I'm saying is that, so that when these very attractive women are seen with these very powerful men and they're divorced, it's sometimes it's not their fault. It's because the men took them as trophies and when they cease to their purpose, they then dropped. So the, the, the attractive woman can be divorced three, four times, and it may not have fault. It's that she's been, men are attracted to her, but they, the men, doesn't have any character. So the, the, the attractive woman is effectively being abused as a trophy and used. And when the, the purpose, which is to make him look good, runs out, then he dumps her. And then that multimillionaire person is on his fourth or fifth wife. But they all, get, they all seem to be getting younger and younger and younger as he gets older and older and older. But that's for another story. So, I'm going to address uh, two things because I wanted to... Because um, this is going to be serious, but not necessarily one after the other after the other but as time comes because I want to deal with something so if let's we haven't talked about we haven't had a scripture yet so let's just uh, start on Hebrews 11 verse 6 and the amplified version please and whilst you're looking for that I shall just read what it says it says in the amplified version Hebrews verse 11 verse 6 says but without faith it is impossible to walk with God and please him. I'll say it again because sometimes some of these treasures are in the Amplified Version. You think, has that been there all the time? <laughs> Stumble across it. So, so I'll do it again. Hebrews, okay. Hebrews 11 verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he's a reward and okay and see King James in my head and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him now get back to the my main point today many of our young adults we're blessed that many have gone to university and I just want to remind them what they went through some went on, went on to university and went on to do in a higher degree. But let me just remind you what you had to go through. I just want to remind you of, first of all, the sacrifices you had to make. In my day, this may sound shocking to you, in my day, we used to have a grant. The government used to pay us to go to uni. 
your day, I can see the score spot. <laughs> your day, you had to take out loans. And progressively, the loans became less and less realistic. So you had also had to, had to work. And if you were living at home, that made it easier. So at least the rent part was being taken care of. But if you lived away, you had to find in work enough to pay rent and food. And on top of that, you then had to do the essays of 3,000 words, 5,000 words, dissertation, 15 to 20,000 words. And I remember some of you, when the pressure was on, sleep, what's that? You were drinking coffee, you were staying all night in order to meet the deadline. You were under enormous amount of pressure, enormous amount of stress. Some actually had to call upon the name of the Lord to help them because they did not think that they could do it. Now, that is the kind of pressure reminding you that you went through in order to do your degree three years or four years. And when you, when you finally did it, God blessed many of you. You got high, high, high uh, first class, two ones, very high and wonderful results. Now, that was marvelous and that was three years investment. Now, and many doors have been opened because of the work that you, the, the work you put in. And uh, some have gone on to higher degrees, masters, and we even have one that's going to PhD. All wonderful. However, we're talking about a life partner. That we're not talking three years, seven years. We're talking... 30, 40, 50, until you die. And the, the scripture, that I, the word I want to focus on there is earnestly and diligently seek him. Now, the thing that slightly disturbs me, and it may be because you don't know, many of the young, and it's not all, because I know there's some who are diligent, and I'll deal with that in a minute, but many of our young adults are effectively being too casual. Being too casual about the life partner that you are looking for. In other words, this is a time to invest. This is a time to actually put in prayer, getting to know God. I like the way it says, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. Now, you're asking, because you, we are, we are, we are, I'm, I'm, I am blessed being a pastor, and I see jewels. I see uncut diamonds. I see, I see value, and God sees value. And he's, although you'll not find your life partner, but God is shaping you. He sees the uncut diamond, but he's also saying he knows your partner. He knows who he has prepared. And maybe he's having to say, I can't, I can't, get, I can't let uh, him meet you now because you are too sharp. Your life is, is you destroy what I have prepared for you. So I'm going to have to put you under a bit of pressure, a bit of heat, 
in, our, in order to start to put you in a place when you're ready to receive what God has for you. You may, be res- you may think that you are uh, the pressure and the all manner of things, but God is doing it deliberately in order to prepare you to be ready when Mr. He comes along or when she comes along. Because what he's trying to do is form character. He may have plans for you that when you and your partner, you're going to have enormous impact. And the biggest test of any person's personality is success. It isn't the struggling. The struggling is when you're both together, you're both in it, you're praying, you're doing all kinds of stuff, etc., etc., But when success comes, that's the biggest test. That's where most men and women of God have fallen. Not when they were growing. Not when they were seeking God. Not when they were praying. Not when they were, they they have a vision together. God's given them a vision and they're praying and they're pushing and what have you. Whether it be economic, whether it be in church, but they together. But as soon as success comes... That's when you have a different type of demon. Because when you, were, when you were together, praying, what have you, then the pressure was causing you to seek God. Now that you have success, and I'll give you a taste of it. You having studied your degree, you may be in a job that gives you what you thought. You say, wow, God, you bless me. You have blessed me. I, I, the thing that I thought I couldn't have, this is what I'm now doing. Now, the test is, are you still going to love God, pursue God the way you used to? Or have you now reached the point where you're saying, I still love you, Lord, but, you know, my job's demanding. I'd love to, I'd love to go to that prayer meeting, but... You know, I had a shift last night. Or no, I'm not saying you shouldn't work, but I'm saying, where does God fit in your in your life now? And what I'm saying is that this is the time to intensify prayer. You're looking for your life partner. I, we are praying. Don't you're not praying by yourself. We are praying for you because we want we want to see. We in fact we want to see who is it that we've been praying for all these years. You know, when they come through the door and you say. Pastor, this is my life partner. I go, whoo. So, pleased to meet you. Glory to God. And they say, why so enthusiastic? I've now seen who I've been praying about all these years. So it's like, whoo, glory to God. Thank you. And your name is? <laughs> because I'm seeing my answer to prayer. I am enjoying to see the answer to my prayer. But I can only go so far. You need to now pray. You now need to be in a place, because when it comes to women, it is often, it's not always the case, it is often that the man comes to the woman. So she's in a dilemma. Is this from God? If he is not saved, I can confidently say it is not from God. Let me just give you very quickly, because I need to touch a lot of bases, even if it's just to protect. If you are a born-again Christian and the light of the gospel is in you, 
and you, and I need to make it clear. There's two, in the Bible it's quite clear. There is a person who is, both are not born again, and one becomes born again. God does not say, he says, if that partner is willing to live with you, you should live with him. There is no, uh, uh, I've become a Christian now. Okay? So I want to make that clear. I don't want to uh, make any confusion about that. But if you are a born again Christian, the light of the gospel's in you. Now, a person that isn't born again, whether he likes it or not, or whether she likes it or not, is in darkness. Now, for the two to live together, there are only two ways they can live together. Made, I want to make sure I've made a distinction between someone who is both in darkness, one becomes light, and one situation where someone is in the light and now wants to take on darkness. There are only two ways that this relationship can work. Either the person who has the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ in them has to turn down his or her light in order that darkness can feel more comfortable getting closer. So, in other words, where it used to be bright, now the, 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 turn, the person has turned down their light so darkness can inhabit more. Or, the person has the light and the person who is in darkness begins to come into the light, becomes to change, and he wants to be in fellowship and light becomes together. But as I said to one of our uh, uh, young adults, God forbid should anything happen to Joe, but I want to go to heaven and I do not want to taste hell on the way going to heaven. So I don't want to take the chance of marrying someone else and I get a taste of hell before I go to heaven. In other words, there's a phrase, there's no fool like an old fool. And I don't have to be uh, super wise to know that on the road to, say, heaven, there's lots of old fools who somehow thought that this young woman find you more attractive than her own age, and they're skeletons. They're just skeletons on the way. I said, Lord, I want to go to heaven. That's my number one goal. And I would prefer... Joe's here, so praise God, keep praying for her. In fact, she has plans to live longer than me, so I say, praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> so that I, don't, I, I, that I don't have any problem with. <laughs> so, but... Should the opposite happen, which obviously pray that it doesn't happen, standing here, the choice of taking a chance, of, of finding either someone who can give me a taste of heaven now or give me a taste of hell, I'd rather remain where I am, get to, get to the end, and then go to heaven, then taste hell whilst I'm here. And so that's just me speaking, but that's my mentality. So what I'm saying, and I think I'll have to, um, the only thing I will 
add at this point is this. Can you find me First uh, Peter 1, first, no, First Peter 3, because my, my uh, yes, First Peter 3, it might be 1, 2. I want to know where it says women submit, but in the Amplified Version. It's important that we put it in the Amplified Version. And whilst you're finding that, let me just deal with something very quickly. It's always a bit sort of, but as thoughts come into my mind, I think I need to deal with it. Ah, right. So keep that beautiful. Keep that there. I just want to deal with one issue. And I'm not picking on women today because I often pick on men. But I just want to deal with some things that need to be dealt with because we have successful women. We're going to have successful women. And I don't want th the success to be a barrier from of, of, of receiving what God has for them. So I'll say it this way. There are some women who are being successful, and God bless for that. But they fall in the trap of saying, well, I'm successful, I have a house, I have things. What can a man bring to me? What are they bringing to the party? Because I have everything. What you have to, what you have to understand is this. God is not judging you on your success. Or, or put it in reverse, that is often the same way a men are in. They may be successful. And they're saying, there's two, two types of men. One will say, what can a woman bring to the party? I've got everything. Or there's the other man where he says, I am successful. I believe that a woman can come into my life and and make not just more successful, but actually come into my life and actually enrich me. Cause me to, uh, I may have the success, but I may be empty inside. I may have success, but there are, I'm lacking. Because every, every uh, real man who understands biblically, it was God idea. It was a God idea. It is, it is not good for man to be alone. So he recognizes that he forethought and knew that man lacked something and what God then does is to bring somebody into his life that will enrich him make him stronger make him better make him complete that's what I'm looking for so that is the plan of God so when I say women fall into the trap is that you being successful doesn't mean that you don't. I mean, there are some women who've made up in their minds to say, I don't want to get married for whatever reasons. Praise God. That is a gift. And it's not a criticism. So if, if that is where you are, praise God. Glorify God. It is biblical. You can choose to be alone. But if you are wanting to have a life partner, can you now do this? And it says, in the same way, wives, be submissive to your own husband, subordinate, not inferior, but out of respect for the responsibilities entrusted to the husband and their accountability to God. And so partnering, partnering with them. So that even if some do not obey the word of God, 
they may be won over to Christ without discussion by the godly lives of their wives. Do you understand that? You can, you, I mean, you, and I've got to end here, you can earn more than your husband. Now, if we're talking about a godly man and a man who is secure in who he is, that would not be a problem to him. Because he's, his status does not stand and fall on his wage packet. His status is who he is in Christ. And he, you might, God might even bring someone into your, into your life who God has ordained to be a, a full-time minister. And at the beginning, and who's this Eric Brown? We'll give him pen, peanuts. But your, 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 your skill, etc., you, you, you're able to cover him and encourage him because you see in him what God has placed in him. And you're saying, no, I, I want to sponsor you. I want you. I want to be an agent to allow God to be all that he wants to be through you. Oh, that's gone. All right. <laughs> but can you? As a successful woman, submit to someone in the traditional doesn't have money. Doesn't have all these things that the world will say, what do you bring to the party? How much money you got? How many properties do you have? I mean, I've got this, I've got that. I mean, what do you, what do you bring to the party? Why should I get married? But if you understand the biblical way of doing things as it said you're not submitting because you're inferior you're submitting because of the 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 responsibility and to entrust it says you know but out of respect for the responsibility entrusted to the husband and their accountability to God and so partnering partnering with him I think I need to stop here. But I just, if I want to leave, because I haven't touched on one thing, but I'm just going to say very quickly this. If you are the man and you are getting together everything in terms of house, etc., that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, all I would say is. Get into a position, and it has been a theme for the last couple of, couple of weeks. Uh, Sister Margaret and uh, uh, Deaconess Reed, uh, Rhoda. I've been, if it was a tape, I'd, I'd have worn out the tape by now, the number of times I've listened to those messages. And it's about trusting and obeying. What I'm asking, the punchline is this, that you're in a place now, you need to hear from God. I don't need guesswork. You need to be in a position where you can hear from God. So that when your life partner, when the partner walks into the door, he, his character, the Spirit of God will say, yes. And you get to know, and he or she, there's something clicking. You say, wow. 
and you know in your knower. And maybe as the man, she doesn't know it yet, but you know. So you're actually, you're beginning a long wooing. But you're wooing her with the confidence that God has said, this is the person. So when you, uh, you, you become friends and what have you, but you know, in your, you know in your knower, this is your life partner. You've been praying for a long time. You're getting counseling. You're, you're, you're in a position where you say, thank you, Lord. I know this is her. And uh, as I'll, I'll just mention something that Chude uh, said yesterday. Was this yesterday? It's just a long time ago, day before, day before. He said that um, Ike thought he was ugly when she first saw him. I, I, I asked him because I thought maybe, I, maybe I, I misheard what he said. So she thought he was ugly when she first saw him. And now, husband and wife and he's her, her cream in, the, in her coffee. She's this, he's that, etc., etc., etc. So what I'm trying to say is that, and I, and she and Rita actually used the same words that her grandfather, her grandmother, had said that I was going to use today. And I, I, I when I hear something that is, I, I grab it. So even if she didn't mention it today, I would have said it, and she would have, she would have said, Ah, you remember what her grandmother said? The water that you are supposed to drink from the river will not pass you by. Now, just that is so deep. When she said it, I thought about it. I said, that is so deep. The water is flowing every day. But the water that you're supposed to drink, doesn't matter how long it's gone, when you dip your hand, that is, what, that is the water God has for you to drink. So your blessing will not pass you by. But you need to get to a place where you are trusting him. You are trusting him. You are diligently seeking, not casual. You are diligent. This is an investment that is worthwhile. Put your time and effort to say, Lord, this is something I want to invest in. I know what it's like to suffer for two, uh, two or three years doing a degree. I mean, sometimes a degree is only to show that you can sustain pressure and punishment for three years and come out the other end because sometimes you, the, the job that you go for is, has nothing whatsoever I studied chemistry I never studied law but the transferable skills allowed me to do law so what I'm saying is that this investment is worthwhile because it's a lifetime investment and you will praise God. There isn't a, a month that goes by that I don't say, thank you for winning. Glory to God. This may offend men, but I know what I'm talking about. Thank God for women and that God invented it for us in Jesus' name. Amen.